Hello and welcome back to the fourth episode of Fog Dog and Bastion. Uh, we've got another very special guest on this week's episode. Uh, our head coach of distance at Drake University and cross country, obviously, Jay Colosseus. How are you doing today, Jay? Doing just great. Excited to be here. Thank, Thank you. Here. Thank you for coming on. Uh, so you've been the head cross country coach coach at drake now for a few years uh you came in 2017 full so i came in as the assistant i've now been the head cross country coach for two but we've only had really one cross country season yeah of COVID, with covid yeah yeah, yeah. 2017 yeah and prior to that you were a syracuse graduate uh out of connecticut uh on the east coast of america um do you want to kind of take us through a little bit of i guess your upbringing essentially how you got involved with running uh overall and kind of your college story as well yeah um i can uh bring you guys through the whole uh jay Coliseus saga there i uh a little different from the midwest where we are here in iowa i grew up on the east coast in connecticut um running was kind of always a secondary option i wanted to be really good at soccer and other sports but was just good at running. Um, <clears throat> I followed that to Syracuse University. Uh, in high school, I was a really good athlete. I, uh, you know, state champ, whatever it was back then. Um, back then, they just changed it to East Bay, but I was a footlocker guy. I made the, that national meet. And, uh, and then I went to Syracuse uh, University to run under then head coach Chris Fox, he actually had just gotten the job. I think I was his first recruit he brought in. I wanted to be part of something special, and they talked the same language I did about doing big things, and um, we did that when I went to Syracuse. It was a unreal experience. Um, I really didn't want to get into coaching, but I really <laughs> I think I, I, I owe it to, to that man, Chris Fox, who got me into it, and uh, and the rest was kind of history. He set me up with a graduate assistant job at Auburn where he coached at and ran at before. And um, kind of that was it. I, uh, I, I I got into it really from my early days on at, at Syracuse. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. So uh, obviously me and Baston came in together. Um, in our first semester here, obviously we had you as the assistant and Mark Carroll uh he then left obviously but i think straight away with me and baston coming in uh we both improved quite a lot um so baston do you want to kind of touch on how i guess your training changed from col uh from high school sorry going into college uh, and kind of how those first i guess cross country and track seasons went before covid that was yeah um so i started off it was more the, mo the hardest part to really adjust was the volume. In high school, I was doing 40 to 50 miles a week pretty consistently. And Jay, like, Jay was pretty gradual about um, the transition from high school to college. So I started out my freshman year running around like 70-ish miles a week. Yeah. Um, I'd never been one to do workouts during the off season, and I still don't <laughs> do them very often. But um, I really came into Drake with no workouts in the off season just a base of 70 miles a week. And I feel like that first year I came in, we started doing workouts and my legs were just kind of tired all the time. That's just kind of what it is for freshmen in college. Realistically, yeah, you're jumping up in mileage, you're jumping up in effort really in every level. 
and it's just a shock. But like, as I continue to get older, continue to get stronger, like as I really got that base, then I really started to see the improvements, which kind of happened during indoor season when I broke out 816 in the 3K. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty gradual process for me, at least getting better right away, but it definitely happened. And now I'm taking those huge jumps that, you know, you can only dream of. So it's all thanks to coach Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I think it's fair to say we've definitely both improved quite a lot under the great man sitting in between us right now. Uh, Jay, when COVID hit, obviously, um, it was a bit of a shock for the world. Uh, I went straight home. Baston, I think you went home pretty quickly. Obviously, you're only a few hours up the road. But, yeah. um, what what was kind of, I mean, obviously, we've talked about this, but what was kind of going through your head when, you know, the season's cancelled, everyone's going home? Are you thinking full cross-country is going to be on? Or, you know, what, what was kind of uh, the goal going through COVID? Dang, it's incredible to think back now. Um, yeah. And I know we, the three of us, really the whole team, have had these chats about what we were thinking and then what transpired, but I'm sure no one out there knows. Um, at first, I thought it was like a two-week thing. I was <laughs> pretty certain of that. Yeah. So I know that you know schools were out, um, and I was certain that we weren't going to have a spring season. So I was like, oh, well, we overreacted, but at least at all my loved athletes are home safe. So yeah. at first I just didn't think much of it. Um, <laughs> wow. To be completely honest, I was super concerned about my position at Drake. I wasn't sure I really had a job in the fall. Like I, I, I mean, I was, I knew I did, but I just didn't know what would happen to college athletics. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like when one thing goes bad, you think of the worst case scenario. Yeah. And I lived in that for a few months. Um, it was just a scare. It was just a weird, weird time. Um, as it all transpired, we didn't end up having cross country in the fall. It was just this bizarre time where Isaac came back to campus. We we did like time trials and stuff. Adams, you stayed home in yeah. um, Australia. I felt like I needed to almost re-recruit you to <laughs> yeah. come to stay faithful, to know that Drake's the place for you, that I'm the coach for like yeah. I, I think you and I may maybe maybe talked more than most of the athletes that were here. It was just yeah. like, hey, don't don't lose faith <laughs> yeah, in this yeah. thing. The NCAA is coming back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I thought it was, but I just really did not know that. Yeah. Um. And uh, and then all of a sudden, it was hell. It was back on, and back it's on. just crazy to think about that time. Yeah. But it was. Uh, I, I think looking back on it, if there's any lesson to be learned here is. The worst case scenario never happens. Yeah. If you can live in the moment, it's great. If I had just lived in the moment during COVID, my life would have been awesome. I really didn't have <laughs> yeah. a ton to do. I no, could have just hung out. Yeah. But instead, I spent the whole time worrying, worrying. about it, and I didn't have any fun. So yeah. wow. <laughs> if there's anything to get, maybe it's that. Yeah. No, definitely. I remember um, probably in, I don't know, uh, October last year, uh, you – called me we called quite a lot just because when I went home it was like I'm on the other side of the world now we don't know when I'll be back um and you called and said that the indoor season was going ahead and I 
I spoke to my mom and dad and we were like, there's no way like America <laughs> is having like 200,000 cases a day or something like it won't be going ahead. And I always, always planned on coming back, but I'm when it, when it got to January and I hadn't got a flight booked, you, you were like getting a little bit worried. And then all of a sudden I was back. Like, um, yeah, I mean, if I, I don't want to interject here, but if we go back to the numbers, we had canceled the rest of school in the fall. We went home because COVID numbers yeah. were getting high in the Des Moines metropolitan area. Yeah. So then, but then we heard the NCAA was going ahead and I don't know really what to tell you, but I knew that you were training and had a great schedule going, Isaac and Adam, you were following a phenomenal schedule and yeah. we were, we were doing well. So if there was any chance at all, that the NC that we're going to have an indoor season, we want you boys here. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was just nuts, um, yeah. just nuts. And it it worked out, I guess. Uh, Baston, did you what did you run indoor? Ah, uh, indoor. I had kind of a crappy indoor season. Yeah, I, that my sophomore year, I ran the five k at the Iowa State Classic. Took a fall in the first lap. Yeah, didn't really mentally That's or right. physically recover from that one. Fourteen thirty um, odd, but with a fall. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then I got to win a conference again in a five k that they couldn't even count the laps <laughs> correctly. So fifty two hundred. I I still to this day don't know how that could possibly happen at a conference meet, but um, yeah, I guess it did. I guess I have a question for you, Jay. How much? So you became you went from being an assistant coach to a head coach. Our training schedules changed a little bit. I wouldn't say like a lot, but like. I'm curious, like how much of your training of what you, what you do on a daily basis, how much of it comes from Carol and how much of it comes from Fox or like, is it kind of on your own or like, that's a, that's a heck of a question. And I think running is a very simple thing. I'll put that out there early. Um, what we did at Syracuse, what coach Carol believed in very, very similar. Yeah. The top coaches in the NCAA all see things of, pretty similarly yeah now um details create success i think in our field and i think maybe the one thing that's a whole that's that's really different is how we live our daily lives yeah we we're we're as a group now really good at enjoying the process um and i think that goes a long way um but beyond that you know it's really i believe a lot in you know jack daniels vo2 dot system uh really um, working out with threshold and uh, and repeat paces in mind, um, but beyond that, I would think it's a melting pot of everything. Just all the experiences going into it, um, and now that we've gone through a, a couple of years of this, we have the notes of this is the workout we go to here. This is like it's yeah. almost not really a guessing game anymore. We yeah. we know what works for the boys, and uh, we're gonna always follow that. Yeah. Um, oh, an interesting reason why I asked that is because I come from a high school where we did pretty low mileage, but three times a week we'd do workouts and we would go all out every single time, yeah. three times a week. And like, obviously that's not what you're really supposed to do when you look back on it. But yeah. like, I think when I came here, the volume doubled really to be realistic, but the workouts weren't, aren't quite as hard as they were in high school. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're not you're, absolutely 
smashing yourself in every yeah. single one. Yeah. Like, like they're hard, but they're not like all out. Like yeah. if there's this gear that you're saving for race day yeah. that you don't really use in workouts, yeah. at least when we're here, but like in high school, I feel like the coaches just don't really know that. Yeah. And so you're just expected to go be going all out three and times you, a week. Yeah. And you maybe do occasionally touch on that gear, like in quick strides and maybe two yep. hundreds at the end of workouts as you're getting, I guess, towards like the end of fall. Um, you know, with track season on the horizon, but it's the same in Australia. Like when, when I was first getting recruited, when I was in Australia, I was running up to 50 miles a week. And if I hit 50, I'd be like, wow, big, big week. <laughs> um, but three workouts, pretty much all speed focused, um, very, very different philosophies, I guess. And I think there's a lot more probably support, uh, and results to show for, this kind of system being a lot better, especially for the, for the longer stuff. And as you get into college and you get into, mm -hmm. you know, cross country, we both ran at nationals this year, didn't quite go to plan, but um, <laughs> making that just kind of really says a lot for, for this kind of coaching. Um, and on that note, obviously Corona happened. I came back, um, came fourth indoor. Uh, did you kind of feel like, when I was coming back, that was something that was achievable. And at the end of the season, indoor at least, was that like, uh, it, it made it all worthwhile, I guess, like coming back. I mean, it definitely did. And you and I had those conversations. I don't know if anyone else thought it, but I knew you last year were an NCAA type guy that we can get to that meet. I don't know if, I don't know if we knew we would do that well at that meet, but that if we had a normal season, we could get there. Um, and I think that just goes to show, you know, we we were working together then at that point for about a year. And yeah. um, it, I think it takes about a year of of growth of of that sort of training where it's, you know, we're not going to the well all the time. We're, yeah. we're touching on the well. And um, and then eventually It'll we can run fast. We can run far. It's, yeah. It all works. Yeah. No, 100%. And then obviously, Bastin, you mentioned that, the indoor season wasn't kind of, I mean, it was pretty solid. You won a conference title, like ran, ran some decent times, but then I think outdoor obviously is where you really kind of uh, yeah. hit your straps. I think for me, at least, obviously you opened your outdoor season in the 1500 with a 347. Mm -hmm. I paced you for that. And I, it was just a home meet at Drake. And I remember when you ran 347, I was like, wow, that is really good. And then so that was good, but I think your proper breakthrough was the next 1500 at Drake Relays, uh, 343. And yep. did that in your mind and yours, Jay, as well, kind of like really open the door for like, this guy could be a national finalist this year. I, I didn't think it would turn into this guy could be a national finalist this year. <laughs> yeah. I was I was like, I was just hyped because I thought that that would get me into regionals, which it ended up doing. Yeah. But I, I remember Jay and I had a meeting in his office before the season started and we do meetings pretty frequently just to like touch up, see how yeah. things are going. Yeah. But um, Jay, Jay and I were literally before the season, like circling 344. We were like, if we can run, wow. if we can run 344, we're, we're going to get a spot in regionals. Like, yeah. Which is crazy because 344 maybe wouldn't have even ended up making it with this last year. I don't know year. if it, I, I knew this was going to come and I yeah. it totally would have. Would, would it really? Because rem yeah, you so ended remember, up being you ended up being 30th. Oh, yeah. Even. So many things. <laughs> so that's, 
Yeah. I'm, I, well, I feel like we have this talk over and over yeah, again, and yeah. we, we're always like, oh, will this time make it? And yeah. it's always a little bit slower than you think it's going to be, yeah. but it is, the NCAA is crazy right now. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, we ran, we ran 343, we made it, and then kind of just, I've already touched on this a little bit, but every round going into it, I was just like, well, maybe I'll survive, but probably not. <laughs> like, yeah. if we're being realistic, yeah. we're just going to give it a chance, and it really, things really, really went my way. I think, um, but I think what Jay said is completely true, like of needing a year to like really adjust, like the mileage, adjust to the system. And I feel like I really did. Yeah. It almost felt like it hit me all of a sudden. Like my legs just didn't feel as dead on a daily basis. And yeah. Like my workouts were just getting better and better and better. Yeah. But like, I feel like my workouts weren't, weren't ever like bad when I came here. It was just like, it wasn't quite translating to the races yet. Cause yeah. I was having those solid workouts. But I think there was like some sort of mental barrier in my mind, like on race day mm-hmm. and maybe just like a physical barrier just because I haven't done it before. Yeah. But like then once you start running those faster times, then like that becomes normal. And then you run another faster time that becomes normal. Exactly. And it kind of just like kept happening like that. Yeah. It, speaking of you, maybe mentally not being able to get it together on race day for a while. I remember in our first track season indoor you kept running 412 or maybe you ran it maybe you ran it <laughs> twice and i remember every every week or every time you were going to be running a mile you like you put something on your snapchat story like i'm gonna run quicker i promise you this week like yeah. i'm gonna run quicker and then you kept running 412 and then i was on the beach in australia in january this year i think it was your first indoor meet and South I, Dakota. Yeah, yeah, it was South Dakota. I was, it was like 6 a.m. in Australia. I'd been for a morning run and we were like on the beach. It was probably two in the afternoon, maybe in America, maybe three. And you and Ryan were running the mile and I watched it and you <laughs> ran 4 412 again. Or did you run 410? 413. But it was 413, but it, it converted to 410. Oh, and that yeah. track was crap. Flat track. That track yeah. was literally a pencil. The The straights are like 150 meters long and each bend is like 50. I mean, not, it's a great facility. Don't get Uh me wrong. Like great, but it just did not seem to convert to quick. It is not Not a fast track. track. Not a quick track. It is really slow. It it almost felt like going around the turns and I'm shorter than you. So you probably would have felt it even more, but going around the turns, I was like, man, I just can't turn. Like, felt yeah. like I had to take him in the outside a little bit. It was wow. brutal. Yeah. But yeah. When that happened, I was like, All right, maybe it's a solid enough opener. Like if it, <laughs> if it converted to 410, it's like, all right, PB, you, you were still, you'd never run a 1500 before. Uh, and so then when I came back and then obviously you ran 339, made the national final, I think that really kind of said a lot. I, I need to interject here. I feel like you guys are talking about how, how Isaac struggled as a freshman and stuff. And I just <laughs> want to point out that this cat to my right uh, won a conference championship in the 3K as a freshman. Um, yeah. He ran, I think two weeks before that, ran 816. So while we know like, oh, we see it on a daily basis. This is great. This is great. Um, having that success as a freshman is pretty rare for one thing. And, um, and then just to touch on, I, I think once you have that, then it's so hard in your second year to come back and feel like you're contributing in the same way. The sophomore slump is for real. And I, I think you had a bit of that during the indoor season. Yep. We go to it. It was just like, 
I know I'm better, but this doesn't seem to be like it was yep. that magic freshman yeah. year. I think it was just a matter of time before we knew those races were coming. Mm-hmm. I, I I will say I don't think I ever thought it was going to be sub three forty three, but yeah, then I didn't either. But <laughs> yeah, um, that was the only mile you ran indoor. Yeah, that four ten conversion. Yeah, you didn't do another. Yeah, yep. nice. Anyway, moving on from that, obviously, Baston made the national final. Uh, we both qualified for nationals outdoor in the 1500. Uh, I don't know. I had a bit of a shocker. Uh, I mean, 340 to miss out on making the national final, I thought it was pretty pretty harsh. But Baston qualified. Great, great way to end the season. Uh, and then we moved on to cross country. So, Jay, what um, kind of coming in uh we both had pretty good summers i would say bastin yeah yeah we do we had to for sure yeah um what what kind of did you think would be like a achievable like solid enough kind of goal for the season i i think coming in i thought in cross country you you guys are still um just you know being so green and novice to these miles and stuff that uh, doing well in our conference meet was yeah. kind of like the big thing. Like, can we get them ready for that? In the back of my mind, I definitely thought we had an outside chance of qualifying individually as as yeah. for NCAA's. Yeah, probably more with you, Adam, just because you're a year yeah. longer into this thing, and yeah. Isaac, you're you're new, and geez, before your le- before conference, yeah. we weren't <laughs> sure. At least Isaac wasn't sure if he could run over what two miles yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, well, but um, I think those were the kind of the goals. Um, I knew in the back of my mind, like you guys are phenomenal athletes, like, but on a certain day, you kind of have to be lucky. Things have to go right for you to make that um, NCAA meet over 10k and yeah. you did that i mean i just think with the two of you you guys have bought into this system and so every time we do set a goal we pretty much always get it it's kind of awesome yep in that sense um and obviously winning conference as a team baston got the win there um let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh that was you you didn't win a team conference title at Auburn, did you? Was that your first coaching? No. Um, so let's think about this. I, as an athlete, I won a Big East back then. It was lit. It was awesome. Um, yeah. We won a we won conference championship, at least one in that. Um, and then um, when I was a graduate assistant at Auburn, we we just weren't very good, to be completely honest. Um, the SEC was really deep. We, I mean, we had great athletes, but yeah. I think we might have been fourth at the highest there then i spent uh three years at a junior college where i started the program we did win a lot there but it was just kind of a different beast and so then um L- lewisburg lewisburg college in yeah. north carolina um yeah started a program there and it did take off like it we got pretty darn good we've had some great athletes come out of there but um quite different than the d1 system the yeah. d1 ncaa system and uh but anyway, then coming here, um, you know, I knew about the Drake Relays, saw the facilities, uh, you know, it was like, if it can't happen here, why, I, I, I don't know what it's going to take. Let's go try our yeah. luck at this thing. And, um, and to be honest, when we first got here, I was like, oh, this is going to be one heck of an order. But uh, <laughs> you guys yeah. obviously turned the table there. We dominated that meet. It was probably the best day of my life. It yeah. was awesome. 
Can you agree with that, Bastin? Pretty good yeah. day. Oh man, yeah. I remember I was Jay. Jay wanted me to do the five k that day because the I it looked Wait, like I what I realized. Oh, oh, conference, conference. conference. But oh, we're talking, I see conference. What you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Conference though. Pretty, pretty good day. Best. Oh, day, yeah, I said best day sure. of my life. Yeah. Winning. NBC conference. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it yeah, was a that was very sick. good day. That that was pretty cool. But touching back on Drake Relays, you were meant to be running five k. Was meant to be running five k. But yep. also, you had a little steeple period. Remember, you oh, never it ran. Was, it was one practice. Yeah, no, it was more than that. It was Come two, on. three practices. I think it was four. Because it seemed like it was for like a whole month there. Yeah, we it seemed like thinking about it. Get into regionals. Well, so. because they were they changed it from forty eight to thirty two. Yeah, because of and, Corona. And then I panicked. Jade yeah. never panicked, but I panicked. Jay secretly panicked. I panicked. I still to this day I remember telling Isaac Baston that this is what it's going to take to get in. Yeah, and I was a hundred percent right. You were exactly yeah. right. Literally yeah. to. My time was exactly 30 seconds. And you said, Yeah. yeah. And you this said, This will be getting done. And you said, You're still going to make it if it's 32 after I ran 43. And I was like, Jay, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> I remember at the start of the season when you ran your 347, it kind of seemed like there could be an outside chance That's of that. That's true. And then, and then everyone started running so quick. Oh. I thought last year, what, what we were hearing, like there wasn't a Brian Clay meet, yeah. the Stanford meets weren't going to happen. I So in so my exactly. mind, I was like, okay, well, these elite races aren't going to pull in these numbers, but yeah. people were were getting it done. The people were traveling and we really weren't. And yeah. it's... Um, so yeah, it was just like week after week. Oh boy, this is gonna be this is actually gonna be tough, but it yeah. all worked out great. And, yeah. You know, we we could get we got it done. No, definitely. Um, if if Bastin ended up running a five k at relays, I think the season probably could have panned out pretty differently because you probably you you probably would have got a chance to run a quick fifteen hundred, but I think in the end, running it at relays and getting that three forty three probably yeah. set the tone well, for the season. and I mean, that was the best chance, really. Like, I, I yeah. was running in, like, last for the good part of, like, the first half of Drake Relays. That's wrote, nothing that, different to... Well, nothing <laughs> no, different is... No, that's, <laughs> that's how we do it. But that's, <laughs> like... But that's, like, that field was so competitive. It was just a great race to just latch on behind and then yeah. go to work in the last lap and see what we can do. It was a good field. You yeah. got just edged out. You nearly got that win. That was an incredible race, though, for that you. That was a great field, yeah. a great race. Yeah. Um, Heck of a Such day. a good day all around. All right. So uh, yesterday at 2 p.m., I became <laughs> the second Bulldog in the history of Drake, anyway, to break four minutes of the mile. Yep. It was a pretty amazing experience. Um, got out at like 62, a little bit slow, but then we ramped it up and closed hard like always, and we broke four. Um, kind of the goal going into it was to break four for sure just because that's such a big like monkey on the back or whatever and then breaking four maybe getting a national qualifying time out of it again like the ncaa is so fast we just don't really know if me running 358 88 will end up making it probably not honestly but we're hoping for some luck we'll see <laughs> um jay's panicking now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i i would like it if it said 58.3 how about that but yeah, yeah. i think we're sitting, we're, sitting, we're sitting great at number one in ncaa i think by four seconds so that is we can't be cool. too we can't be too stressed right now yeah. yeah but anyway jay like take us through like what it what's like to have two drake athletes breaking for like pretty much 
the life. Pretty yeah. much one year apart, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I was less. In February. Less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so in the calendar year of 2021, both of us. Yeah, hell of a, hell of a calendar year. And like, where, where was our training similar? Did you know it would happen for both of us when it did? And like, what was kind of going through your mind beforehand? Wow, there's a lot in that. Um, one thing I would like to say right now is that as much as you guys do train together, like you're kind of different athletes too. Um, yeah. Adam has, I don't know if matured the right word, but like uh, the slower, the slower stuff and the longer stuff has really taken off in in your training to where you're just so comfortable at those paces. Yeah. Where and and Isaac, we we still. Um, I don't know, rely on a little bit of turnover here and there to keep keep your legs going. Um, so, you know, we do separate some things. So, you know, you are individuals as much as you do some an incredible work together. I think the combination helps a ton. Um, but then um, to, to know, can we get this done? I mean, boy, I remember telling you really early on this calendar year that I think we could do it this calendar year and not being so sure if that was like a fact. I remember thinking, I think your parents might've been involved in that conversation being like, I think we could do it this year if we needed to like mm -hmm. breaking, breaking four minutes. Um, and, uh, it's just such a tough thing to do. Um, but then going into it, really the way this cross country season went all the summer we had talked, all of us had kind of put together a game plan. Like we were going to take cross country, you know, seriously, but the racing would be kind of scarce through it because at the end of that, that cycle, that, you know, base we laid, um, we wanted to run a fast effort um, yeah. on the track. And Isaac, that's essentially what we've done with you is, you know, we took those great miles you had in the, in the summertime, we ran a season with it as we tapered. Then we even took a little bit of a break, mostly because you were sick. We did really, what, two fast sessions? No, like one, one and a half real fast sessions. Mm -hmm. And um, that was enough to, you know, I think put you in, in the shape and the fitness you are. And now it's time again to, to regroup. We get to go back, put some big miles in and, and do it again so that we're even faster and sharper come the spring and winter season. So I feel like that was a lot of talking to answer. Well, well it was a simple question, but it was a podcast. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a, let's, let's say it was a planned thing. I've, I've gotten a lot of texts like, wow, so early. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think, I, I think it, can I say comfortably that between us, we knew it was there. Yeah. Um, we yeah. weren't very surprised that, um, we all were that fit. We, you know, we've done the, we've done the work to where this sort of stuff yeah. as great as it is, it's, it's not, it's not astronomical. That's, that's the thing. Cause like breaking four a few years ago, obviously, especially in the NCA would be like huge breaking four. You'd be like guaranteed to, you know, be at nationals. Jack Anstey was talking when we had him on the other day about how Illinois state apparently had the ncaa mile champion and he won it in 359 and maybe it could have been a little bit of a tactical race but like times have changed and four minutes now is like not viewed in the same way it was a few years ago but in saying that like now that baston's run 339 obviously it's very easy to like see me 
and Baston as like 338, 339 guys and be like, he's running a mile. Four minutes should be such an easy barrier. But at the same time, you like, like we were talking about, it was like, I think you asked me, is he going to do it? And I was like, yeah. But we both then said, you can never underrate a four minute mile. You can't. And I, as a, yeah, we did what we were talking about. You were, as you have to, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it's great. We both have, of course, had faith. Um, it's the, it's the four minute mile people. I mean, yeah. I don't remember this, but I remember when I was growing up hearing that sports illustrator or something said that that is the hardest thing to do in sports is break the four minute mile. Yeah. And I think that is a hundred percent true. I never, I never even got close to it. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you were running 60 seconds per 400, actually even fa- yeah, faster. A and yeah. cause it's a little longer than, um, simply 1600, but 60 seconds is, you know, viewed as, you know, you're, you're hauling and you're yeah. doing that without a break four times in a row and then kicking like, you have to work years to get that done. That's what you guys have done, you know? Yeah. 100%. And early days, Baston, uh, obviously, you knew you could break four. Hopefully, a little bit more uh, January, February. Yep. That's the goal. Yeah, seriously. I Just making nationals is the goal. I, yeah. Well, placing as high up in nationals as possible is the goal. Yeah. Um, don't I don't really like setting time goals. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Just because time goals are kind of useless if you can't get it done yeah. at nationals. But um yeah really just getting into the race and then yeah. from there placing as high up as possible and it's nice to i know time goals aren't really a thing but being able to say yourself four minute miler it's got to be a good pickup line i'm oh, sure yeah <laughs> i also I, isaac I, I think it been have you guys talked about he got a tattoo this summer and you promised me that your tattoo was gonna include the date you broke four minutes now this was month ago months wow. ago but yep. or what what's up what's up we got a little spot here. I think I'm honestly going to get another tattoo, but yeah. that's going to have something to do with the four minute miles. Cause uh-huh. I think I want to get like a little stick figure guy crossing like the apron. And then I want like the apron that he's crossing to have like apron. The What's time. that? Like, like the, the ribbon ribbon. Oh yeah. 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 Wow. An apron. Said apron. It's like a yeah, you know, yeah. thing you wear. Well, you I cook. think I used the wrong word. Ribbon. ribbon. Yeah. Ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac yeah. and I don't cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. We got a little stick figure guy crossing a ribbon, and then the ribbon's gonna have like either that I don't would know, be cool. I still haven't decided if I'm gonna do the three fifty eight eighty eight or if I'm gonna do the sub four the mile. Oh, true. Jack Anstey's got the date on his calf. He's got the date. Yeah. Oh, that's that's neat. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't decided yet, but stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. tuned. But um, I think I'm gonna get it too, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Olympic yeah. rings. Hell yeah. 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 but yeah, but get them get them on your neck so that everyone can see Does them. Does Rubus have the Olympic rings? Did we send him a shirt? We no, did. You I better be watching Rubus. Don't know about the Olympic rings. Maybe. Yeah. I know he's got a few good ones. I um, hope so. Yeah. But a Drake tattoo is always a go- good go to. Yeah. Rubus, if you are watching, a Drake Bulldog, we would we would love to see it. Um <laughs> But yeah, anyway, I think that's honestly most of what we wanted to cover. Uh, I think we'll hopefully both get internationals indoor and then outdoor as well. Um, probably Baston still focusing on the 1500. We've kind of talked a bit about this. Maybe me, the 5K. Um, I guess it depends on the indoor season. What do you think? <laughs> I think Adam Fogg, with the work you've done, you're dangerous in any event from the 800 to 
Ooh. the 5K yeah. on, a nat- on an NCAA scene. Um, but with that said, I think the longer the race goes, your your kick and weapons at the end become more and more useful. So yeah. I don't think there. I think it's too early to plan anything like that. Yeah. But uh, but when you do the work, those sort of things become easier to figure out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think for you, eight hundred for sure. <laughs> I was surprised to hear eight hundred in that range. Well, I mean, I have run one fifty one, but I, gonna... what do you? I think you could run one fifty. That's gonna get me peak sorry, two laps coming sorry, down. One forty, one forty eight. Yeah, dead. I I would take that. I think I, maybe I'll I just think, I that. think there's no like if you t- if we had to spend two weeks getting ready for it, I think we'd go maybe faster. But I think you're significantly better than Festus Lagat at the event. Yeah, yeah right. that is not true. I saw him run <laughs> yesterday. I he he still blows me away to this day. Yeah. Festus Lagat will be Adam Fogg in an eight hundred. <laughs> yeah. And maybe national cross country by the sounds of things. Oh, I don't actually know. I, but I can we put in something that since NCAA cross country, you've been diagnosed with pneumonia, and the doctor said you had pneumonia and you've yeah. been medicated for it. Antibiotics. Um, yeah. You can't put any. I don't want to put any excuses in there, but something but seemed up. Uh, yeah. It, uh, yeah. Anyway, we had a one hell of a fall. Yeah. We had a great season opener. There's a lot of great things happening at Drake University. Absolutely. And with that, I think it pretty much wraps us up. Uh, anything to add, Baston? Yeah, no, I think think he answered all my questions pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you kids at home, you stay in school, and um, let's work hard so one day you could be like these. T- yeah, sitting either side of Jay, recording a podcast for yeah. your new show. Thank you very much for coming on, Jay. We'll see you at practice. Actually, well, no, no, no practices. Yeah, no done for the season. Yeah, yeah, done for the season. So, uh, yeah, I guess I fly back to England Tuesday, finals week, and yeah, we're out of here. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, um, thanks, Jay. All right, <laughs> go dogs. <laughs> go dogs. Sure, thanks for baby. listening, everyone. Is that a stupid thing at the end? You can't stay in school. I just watched that on I just watched it on Seinfeld where Kramer says